Hey, what is up, everybody? This is your boy, AJ Tripp, and welcome to another episode of The Game According to Me. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff in a short amount of time, so let's go ahead and let's just jump right into it. Let's take a look at the NBA standings in the first couple weeks of the National Basketball Association. We'll start in the Eastern Conference with the Celtics and the 76ers have both started jumped off to a 5-1 record. The 76ers have just traded James Harden now to the Clippers. They're getting rid of that headache, so they are looking good. The Bucks uh, with a 4-2. Well, the Hawks are in fourth with 4-3. Four the Magic are 4-3. The Pacers are 4-3. The Cavaliers are 3-4. And, and the Nets are 3-4. The Knicks are 3-4. The Raptors are 3-4. The Heat are 3-4. My Chicago Bulls are three and five. The Hornets are two and four. The Pistons are two and six, and the Wizards are one and five. We expected some of this stuff, and and and, and we, you know when we look at the, the lower half, um, you know the Pistons are still a young team. They're they're probably not 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 learning how to um, win yet, but I think they still got got a lot of great talent. The same thing with the Hornets, um, and we got some good talent down there as well. And the Wizards, we know what what it, what it is. You know, this is probably, you know, they traded Bradley Beal, got some players back, so they are probably, it'll be one of the worst teams this year. The Heat, um, it seems like every year the Heat start off slow, but then they end up being in the playoffs and in the, and in the conference finals, so I shouldn't worry about the Heat. My Bulls are just, I don't know what, but for, for, for me, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk in Chicago about, you know, doing the, you know, you know getting, you know, Rebuilding and things like that. I don't want to rebuild. I, I've been through enough rebuilds. That doesn't work. It's just we just have we have to retool. I think that's it. We have to retool if, if we're going to do anything. So, um, what it is is what it is. As we go ahead to the Western Conference, we start with the Denver Nuggets at seven and one, um, best team in the conference right now, the defending world champions, no doubt about it. The Dallas Mavericks are six and one. Looks like Kyrie Irving and. And, and Luka Doncic are going to be working together and maybe working fine. The Golden State Warriors, kind of a surprise, are at 6-2. and two. But we should really be surprised when you have Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, uh, Stephen Curry, and, and, uh, Andrew Wiggins, and you added Chris Paul to that mix, and Steve Kerr as the head coach. We, we should have realized that maybe they were going to be a top-tier team in the Western Conference. The Timberwolves, the Timberwolves, are at fourth place with um with a four and two record. We get the Pelicans at four and three, the Thunder at four and three, the Clippers are at three and three, the Rockets are at three and three, surprisingly enough. Um but the coach down there, Ime Udoko, who was a coach in Boston, I think he's a pretty good coach, so it's funny to get some people down there, you know, working hard. Wimbiana and the Spurs are three and four, the Lakers are three and four, Trailblazers, Suns are also three and four as well. The Kings are two and four. They started off with slow it's starting off pretty slow. Let's see if they can get back into the mess. Same thing with the Suns, but the Suns have had some injury concerns. Haven't had Bradley Beal or Bra uh, or um, Devin Booker, you know, to start you know um, the season for the most part. So uh, we'll see if they get back when they, all everybody gets healthy and this. They should make a run. And the Grizzlies are one and six. And obviously, you know, even though the past couple years they played well without John Morant, this year just might be. The year off, first 25 games, John Morant must miss, and um, so this might be, a, a, you know, you know, this might be a little bit of a thing. We'll see after 25 games how the, the, the Grizzlies' record is, where they're at, and then we'll see if 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 maybe the remaining 47 games 
Wait for fifty-seven games to see what happens with uh, with uh, John Morant and that. So, um, so that's a quick look at the NBA standings. First couple of weeks of the season. We'll come back in a couple of weeks and make you know, look again and see how the NBA is shaped shaped up. But now let's talk about the college football rankings that happened last week. Okay, so last week was the first. Uh, college football rankings set out by the committee of this uh, this of this season. Uh, I think I found it very shocking. Uh, who's number one? It was Ohio State, even though Georgia has been number one defending world, defending national champions, number one all throughout the other other polls. But they ranked Ohio State number one. Um, so that's you know I, I thought that was shocking. Georgia was two, Michigan was three, Florida State was four. Um, we get all four teams there. We get a team from ACC as Matt Clemson is amazing. Two Big Ten teams, and we've got Georgia. So as we look ahead um, down the rest of the rankings, Washington was five, Oregon was six. Um, uh, and that's kind of shot. And that makes sense because Washington beat Oregon. Um, Texas was seven. Texas lost to Oklahoma. Alabama was eight. Alabama lost to who did Alabama lose to? They. Uh, they lost to somebody. I can't remember. But the Alabama was eight. Oklahoma was nine. They lost to Kansas uh, just a uh, couple uh, weeks ago. Um, Ole Miss was 10. Penn State was 11. Against the Penn State beat Ohio State. Missouri was 12. Louisville 13. LSU 14. Notre Dame 15. Oregon State 16. Tennessee 17. Utah 18. UCLA 19. USC 20. Kansas 21, Oklahoma Oklahoma State 22, Kansas State 23, Tulane 24, and uh, Air Force 25. Tulane is the highest group of five, so they would they were they would go to a, 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 one of the New Year's Six Bowl games. So that's what the college football rankings were um, last week. Now as we transition into looking back. And what went down this past um, this past week in the college football game, we can see there can there can there might be some changes um, throughout this. I think there will be some replacements. Some people will go higher. Some people will go lower. Some people will, will be off the list. I think there's two teams in particular, Notre Dame and USC, that should not be on the college football rankings after their just ridiculous losses they had. But let's go ahead and let's talk about that. Um, I look at uh, Rutgers. Uh, um, they played Ohio State. Uh, they lost thirty-five to sixteen. Ohio State should still re remain the number one team in the college football rankings, maybe. But uh, Georgia beat a uh, ranked Missouri team, and uh, so that should maybe keep you know uh, that that might put Georgia up in the standings if they beat Missouri thirty to twenty-one. Also, Texas beat Kansas State 33 to 30 in overtime. Kansas State went instead of kicking a field goal, they went for it on fourth down, and the quarterback slipped and fell, and just it was just an awful. I, I think this there is one thing about being aggressive and going for it and things like that, and there's other things where it's just just do the the common sense thing. And common sense thing thing was just to take you know kick the field goal, send it to second overtime. Mississippi 
beat Texas A&M, 38-35 with a barn burner. Uh, Tennessee um, just smashed Connecticut, 59-3. Uh, Notre Dame lost to Clemson, a 4-4 four, a four four Clemson team, not on the record. I, I just, as a Notre Dame fan, I, I had nothing to say about it. You know, usually, usually um, uh, afterwards on my Facebook page and on my on, on my Twitter page, I will talk about you know Notre Dame and the victory or the loss or whatever it is. And you know, now now part of that was I you know, I was watching uh, Crown Jewel, WWE Crown Jewel, so I couldn't do uh, uh, I couldn't do most of that. But I still had you know on the other TV Notre Dame and Clemson, and I was just disgusted. I was disgusted by it. I mean, it's just. You know, I'm I'm not sure what's going on here, and uh, you know, Marcus Freeman. This should you know he seems like a good guy and maybe even a, a good coach, but this you know this is not something. I I I don't think Brian Kelly would have had Notre Dame with the, with the talent that they have would have had Notre Dame losing to. You know, to uh, Clemson, losing to Louisville, would have been struggling to beat Duke. Would have, you know, would have maybe even would have had ten guys on the field to, you know, for Ohio State to stop them and beat win that game. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know if I'm a fan of Marcus Freeman yet because he's just, you know, this this shouldn't be it. And and, and I was so wrong about Sam Hartman. The first four games of the season, really, you know. It, it it really fool fooled me because I swore I swore I thought they thought the uh, the uh, the, uh, the Fight Nights finally had a quarterback that could you know you know could make up for it and he's he's just he's just shown that he's you know he's not really that guy he's not really that guy he may have like 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 you know the most touchdowns and in, in the FBS history or whatever or whatever it is um, you know but. You know he he does not you know he's that that may be because of the system maybe he was in the in the really pass happy system or something like that but it's because it's just he's not looking right to me so but yeah Notre Dame lost to Clemson twenty three to thirty one uh, in other places um, UNC beat uh, Campbell once again I hate this thing this is their you know they they sign up these F, F, FCS teams for their for their um, homecoming, and then they get them and blow them out fifty-nine to seven. Uh, see here it goes. I think I don't know if this was the homecoming, but Utah taking on a conference team, Arizona State. Guess what? They booped their ass fifty-five to three. That's how you do it. Louisville beat Virginia Tech thirty-four to three. James Madison beat Georgia State forty-two to fourteen. Tulane beat East Carolina thirteen to ten. Florida State kept it good. Continue. They beat Pittsburgh twenty-four to seven. Penn State beat Maryland 50, 51 to fifteen. And Bedlam, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma twenty-seven to twenty-four. So that means that Oklahoma is now going to drop down from uh, where they was at. They was at nine, so they should drop down. And Oklahoma State should probably come up a, a few notches as well from their ranking of twenty-two. So that would be interesting. Like we talked about. Um, Oregon beat California sixty-three to nineteen. Oregon with only one loss on their record on their team should maybe should, should stay at six. 
Liberty beat Virginia Tech 56 to 30. 30. Kansas beat Iowa State 28 to 21. They should go up in the rankings, I believe. Uh, Washington should stay at five after they beat USC 52 to 42. A lot of talk about Caleb Williams and, and and what he was doing at that game, and there was some stuff you know we've seen on on, on Twitter where last year Mac, Max Dugan from TCU was. You know, after the game against the Big 12 championship game loss, he was uh, very emotional and upset. And Kane Lewis pulled, tweeted that and said, Lol. Well, Bax uh, Dogan got his revenge today and he, quote, tweeted uh, uh, what looked to be maybe uh, an inconsolable Kayla Williams upset and possibly crying and saying, Lol. So, yeah, I agree with what somebody said. You know, don't, you know, you know, don't go trolling if you can't handle it. What's it's, it's, it's the saying? You know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And uh, he threw some stones, and he get what he and he gets what he always gets to. Uh, Michigan beat Purdue 41-13. Uh, Alabama beat LSU 42-28. Oregon State beat Colorado 26-19. And Arizona beat UCLA 27-10. Quickly to Michigan. A lot of stuff going around with this, you know, new, uh, you know, stuff happened. Uh, Colin, Connor Stallings, I think is his name, he resigned from Michigan because of the whole uh, thing that is going on with the sign-stealing uh, thing. And there's a lot of things going around where they, the, the coaches of the Big Ten are one of the folks, the Big Ten commissioner, to put sanctions on Michigan and wants, wants them to... to um, and wants them to, you know, to like, you know, suspend, um, suspend Jim Harbaugh, things like that. There was a report that the, uh, the people who, uh, the people who, who let the, uh, incident away know that they were, that people were signed stealing was members of, uh, Ryan Day's family. Um, so there was, there was that. Um, so yeah, and this this is a, this is this is gonna be real interesting to see what happens with Michigan. Is if something happens sooner than later, or is it gonna happen like after the whole thing is after the whole thing is complete? So it's gonna be interesting. If, if Michigan ends up being undefeated but unable to compete in the college football playoff because of this scandal. This is going to be one of the biggest, you know, talk, one of the biggest talking points in college football history about how Michigan undefeated was unable to compete in the national in the national championship playoffs because of sign stealing. So that's that's going to be absolutely insane. Now let's look ahead to next this week's upcoming action. We've got Louisville at Virginia this Thursday night. Um, and then Saturday, we've got uh, the action starts with Texas Tech at Kansas. Alabama's at Kentucky. Michigan and Michigan is at Penn State. This is probably the biggest one right here. You know, Michigan undefeated. Obviously, they've got Ohio State left. But if Michigan can get past Penn State, then there's probably a chance that they'll make the national uh, 
on the playoff, you know, despite, you know, depending on the other thing that's going on with the scandal and everything, but they might make it no matter what because of, um, because of um, their, um, uh, uh, because of the, if they lose, they lose to Penn State and they beat Ohio State and then, so, so things can still happen for Michigan there. Uh, Tulane will take on Tulsa, Old Dominion's at Liberty, Arizona State, Arizona, excuse me, Arizona's at Colorado, and Colorado had another bad loss this past week, and you know, again, we, you know, it, uh, it, you, it just like my fight nights. Colorado started off so hot and so, and so cool and everything like that that it really just, it, it, you know, it, it, it really was especially at the TCU. When they started off, came out the TCU. The TCU was such a big favorite, and for them to not only cover but actually win outright was, you know, extremely like. Satisfying in some sort of fashion, but unfortunately, I just think that you know, as much as much as he's, he's got a good quarterback and his son uh, Shadur, he's got some he got some talent around him. With like the running back is a pretty good talent, and Travis Hunter plays both ways, receiver and quarterback. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of people out there that's you know the talent that he has. He probably doesn't have enough talent, and. We'll see what happens. I think that, you know, I think people will go, I think athletes will go and play. Five-star athletes will go and play for, for Dion in Colorado. I don't think he needs to move anywhere else. I would, you know, I, um, I, I will say that I would like to see uh, him, Dion, maybe get a um, get a job, you know, uh, you know win, win a national championship at Colorado. Before he moves on to someone, I think he possibly move on. He could, you know, obviously that's his alma mater, Florida State, but obviously Florida State's doing well right now, so they don't need one. But then there's like the SEC, and I think that's like the, the big one, right? That's the big one. The SEC is maybe the big one where, you know, he can you know, talk about where he, they would move. If he would make a move in college football, it would be to the SEC. But. I, I, I think Dion is, 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 is a good coach, and, and I think he'll. He'll get Colorado turned around, and hopefully, hopefully he'll get it turned around before he again, like I said, before he before he leaves. Um, Connecticut is at James Madison, Tennessee, Missouri. That's another good game um, in the in the second window. Uh, Utah, Washington could be a good game too in the second window. Um, both teams ranked. Both teams looking to maybe uh, Utah again was um, ranked 18, so they don't have a shot. Uh, to really make the, the the playoffs, but we have Washington, who's ranked fifth, and you know, they, they they've definitely got a chance. They got to continue to keep winning and hope that somebody falters uh, down the stretch, and, uh, and they also got to hope that they falter big because, like I talked, like I said, um, there's a possibility that you could choose Michigan over a uh, one loss Michigan over Washington. Uh, there's a slight chance because of the, the name value, but you never know. Um, Florida State and Miami, that's the, the battle of the Seminole um, trophy, I think it is, so that's cool. Uh, that's going to be a nice one. Um, Oklahoma State's at UCF. Stanford's at Oregon State. Mississippi's at Georgia. West Virginia's at Oklahoma. Texas at TCU. Um, LSU's uh, host Florida. Michigan State's at Ohio State. That should be a bludgeoning Duke and UNC for the victory bell. 
and USC and Oregon, Oregon should smoke their ass on Saturday night. So there you have it. Um, a look back at week 10 and a preview of week 11 of the college football playoff. Let's now jump to the National Football League. So before we discuss the NFL, quick thought on um, baseball, the World Series uh, was over pretty quickly. Like I said last week, it was going to be a quick one, and it was over quickly the next night on Wednesday as the Texas Rangers beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 4-1. Um, There's a, a tremendous, you know, playoff of, on the road for the Texas Rangers. They won each of their road games, went 11-0 on the road uh, in the playoffs. Bruce Bochy, particularly great coach, looks. I think now he submitted himself for the Hall of Fame. Has three, that has four. Excuse me, World Series um, championships to his name. Um, three with San Francisco, one with Texas, and I think that's good. I think Cal Seager, Corey Seager, he was the, uh, the World Series MVP, and uh, so many other great things there. So congratulations to the Texas Rangers winning the World Series. They they played their ass off and they deserved it. Uh, so when I look back to week uh, nine of the NFL, we're talking NFL now. Uh, we've got the uh, Steelers beating the Titans on Thursday night, twenty to sixteen. Um, the Chiefs beat the Dolphins this uh, Sunday um, over in Germany, twenty-one to fourteen. So now the Chiefs are the number one seed in the uh, in the AFC. And a um, little fun fact for you, you don't know, each team of the uh, AFC. AFC North would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started now. So that's just something to talk about. Uh, the Vikings with the Falcons, 31-28. Kirk Curtis obviously is out with the torn Achilles tendon. They started the rookie, Jaren Hall from BYU. He got concussed. They traded this week for um, Joshua Dobbs from, from Arizona. And he had to come in, and he played tremendously for them. Um, brought them back uh, into the game. And the Vikings won 31-28. It's amazing. Um, the Saints beat the Bears 24-17. Tyson Bateman. Uh, a, 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 a bad fourth quarter. Four turnovers in that uh, game. Three, he had, um, he had um, three interceptions and he had one fumble. Um, but, you know, he's a rookie. Uh, rookies are going to have those type of games. Um, there's some people talking about his arm strength. Still, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily his arm strength. I think what it is is that, um, is that he was not putting it out in front of the in front of the receiver. Right? He was, you know, he was throwing he, like he, you know he was throwing it where the receiver could stop, but you know it stopped catching. But it was being ran in front of by the defender. So I don't I don't know Tyson Bates Tyson Bates arm strength. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to kill somebody because of their arm strength because I, I think we've seen that, you know, that you don't necessarily have to have, you know, a great arm to 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 win in this league. And I think uh, Joe Burrow proves it. Tua Tungabaloa proves it. I think Brock Parker proved it before his little streak before this week. So, so yeah, I don't think so. So, but... Maybe he'll hopefully get one more game. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll get more than one more game. But we'll never see. Um, the Falcons beat the uh, the Falcons. No, the Packers beat the Rams twenty to three. They were without Matthew Stafford. Uh, Brett Ripon 
tried his best, but he just couldn't do anything with the Packers defense. Uh, Commanders beat the Patriots 2017. The Patriots are five under 500. This is the first time they have been five games under 500 since 2000. So that's that's a, a big one, you know. Um, the Ravens beat the Seahawks 37 to three once again. Uh, the shocking a uh, a, a shockingly be beating a, a NFC division leader's ass. Uh, they did like the Lions a couple weeks ago, and then like they're doing they did the Seahawks this week. So. I, you know, I, I obviously I, I don't I don't have like things I don't get to watch games I don't know, um, and I don't I don't know if, if Lamar Jackson is improving as a quarterback. Um, you know, the last time I saw him play quarterback, you know, he, 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 again I just don't I didn't think he was I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback. But maybe he is improving. So we have to have to wait and see. I have to try to find find out when. You know, watch a game when they are on national television or something like that, so that I can see for myself. You know, it, you know, it, you know, it doesn't look like he is catching up or not. Um, the Texans beat the Buccaneers 39-37. Just a tremendous last um, uh, couple minutes in that game where Baker Mayfield took the Buccaneers down the field, scored a touchdown, and then the Texans with, with like seconds left, they drew down the field. C.J. Stroud. Due to the end zone touchdown, he threw five touchdowns over 400 yards, no interceptions. He 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 is right now the the rookie of the year, and it's not even close. And it's just tremendous, and it's just he it's, it is so good to see him play, like like he, like he's been playing, uh, and it's fun to watch. Um, the Browns shut out the Cardinals 27 to nothing. Um, reports have been that Kyle Murley will play this upcoming week for the Cardinals, so that's that, that should be a um, fun one for 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 them. See Kyle Murray back in the field, see if he, if he see if he's you know lost anything or anything like that. Colts beat the Patriots, Panthers excuse me, twenty seven to thirteen. Two pick sixes for Kenny Moore the second off of Bryce Young helped the Colts win this game. Um, the Raiders beat the Giants thirty to six. Uh, Antonio Pierce. Interim Raiders head coach won, won his first game. Giants um, quarterback Daniel Jones tore his ACL in this game. He is out for the season. Uh, so Giants, uh, it'd be interesting to see now whether how the Giants do in the, in the rest of the season, where they fall, and when, when the draft comes and the draft does come, will they be looking for a quarterback or will they you know go back to Daniel Jones? Um, the Eagles beat the Cowboys 28-23. to um, Pretty good game there. Cowboys kept up with the Eagles, was not shut out. And the Eagles, you know, a lot of people have said the Eagles, just haven't, they haven't been uh, impressive that much as, they, as their record has been. Um, but I think that when you, when, you, when you do have that record that you do have, 7-1, 8-1, whatever it is, that you got to say that they are impressive and they're just winning. Um, the Bengals beat the Bills on Sunday Night Football 24 to 16, 18. Was this 18? Yeah, 24 to 18. Uh, I, I, there's, there's, a, there's a talk about like the Bills and what's wrong with the Bills. Listen, I, 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 um, I, I think there's a couple of things. One, they really need to get themselves a running back. And, and, and this is fun. You know, they drafted James Cook, you know, a, a year or two ago. Uh, they've got like the San Antonio's Murray, and they got a couple other guys. But what they need is somebody, uh, you know, somebody explosive. 
you know, and you know that's why when the, when the thing was when the rumors were happening last year that the uh, Carolina Panthers were going to trade, uh, were going to trade Christian McCaffrey. You know, that's why I said the Bills should you know jump onto that. That they would be awesome because not only does he catch the ball, he can run the ball as well. So and it was just fantastic. Help Josh Allen out a lot because Josh Allen was running, was running, and he was and he's been running way too much. He just is. Uh, he's running, you know, and and I, and I don't care that he's six five, two fifty, things like that. He does, he just he runs way too much, and it's just it's not, you know, it's it's not enough, you know, it's just and it's just not the way it should be for Josh Allen. And last night on Monday Night Football, the Chargers beat the Jets twenty seven to six. They are hoping, I bet you, they are hoping and praying that that Aaron Rodgers can come back. As we look ahead to week 10 of the National Football League, we've got on Thursday Night Football, my Bears, once again, taking on the Carolina Panthers. Um, should be interesting. Two teams that, you know, traded for the first round for the first pick in last year's um, NFL draft playing with Bryce Young. Again, we don't know. Um, Justin Fields' thumb is, you know, it's day-to-day. Who knows what's going to happen? Um I'm worried that they're going to put in Justin Fields because of the game that Tyson Bajan just had in New Orleans, uh, throwing all of the picks and things like that. But I, I, I would hope to see Tyson Bajan, uh this game. And, 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 again, like I said, I feel the rest of the season. I think I know where Justin Fields is. I don't know where Tyson Bajan is. You know, people say, hey, well, he's not going to be this, he's not going to be that. You just, just don't know. So, anyway. So we have that coming up Thursday. Sunday's action over in Germany. We got the Colts and the Patriots. I'm sure the Germans are gonna love that. <laughs> uh, we got the Browns and the Ravens. That should be a good one. That Browns defense against that this new kind of high power Ravens offense, maybe. Uh, the Packers are at the Steelers. 49ers coming off their bye week. The Jaguars, who are probably coming off their bye week too as well, right? Yeah, they didn't they didn't play this Sunday. So we have both teams coming off their bye week. Um, let's see if Brock Purdy can get back on track or uh, if they still have problems. You know, they obviously traded for Chase Young. That'll be Chase Young's first game in the 49ers, in the 49ers uh, uniform. Um, Vikings at the uh, host of Saints. We'll see if, if uh, uh, probably get, I'm going to guess they're going to go with Josh Dobbs, whether Jaron Hall is, is out of concussion protocol or not. Um, I think as after this past week, he probably deserves it. Um, the Texans are at the Bengals, CJ Stroud. Uh, going to uh, going to face that Bengals, you know, starting defense, which has been which has been the last couple of games has been up and, and held opponents to under twenty points. So uh, we'll see what happens with, with that. The Titans are at the Buccaneers. Uh, Will Levis has played well in his two first two games. Let's see if he can can continue on against the Buccaneers. Uh, Lions are at the Chargers. Chargers two two great two uh, winning streak two wins. Living to try to you know keep advantage so one of, one of those AFC North teams falter, they can jump in the playoff spot. But the Lions, they're looking to you know prove that they are still an NFC uh, contender. So they have to beat the Chargers. I think that's going to be a very good game come um, the afternoon. Uh, the Falcons are at the Cardinals. The Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys should, should you know should ransack them. Uh, the Commanders are at the Seahawks. The Jets are at the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the way the Raiders played uh, recently, uh, this past week, the Jets have played. 
this could you know this could be one of those games where this could get out of hand. You know, and they you know back to back weeks the the Raiders beat the uh, both New York teams ass. So we'll have to see about that. And then the Monday Night Football with the Broncos at the Bills. Bills should get back on track um, uh, against the Broncos, but they need to do a, a lot of stuff. They need to get some stuff together. Um, and um, Oh, and, and they, they get an extra day to do it because it's on Monday Night Football, but the Bills need this game against the Broncos. So, But yeah, there you have it. The uh, recap and, and um, preview um, of the National Football League. And um, we unfortunately have to end this podcast with some tra- tragic news that happened this week, and um, we're going to talk about it. Wednesday night, legendary basketball coach Bob Knight died at the age of 83. Bob Knight was a coach for the Indiana Hoosiers for over 30 years um, before he had some uh, scandals that led to his firing. Then coached the Tennessee Tech Red Raiders for another few years afterwards. He did um, he did work on uh, ESPN, and, um, but it, it had been... So many other things. He was brought back to Indiana um, several years ago. Um, it was after they 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 they, uh, they wanted to honor the the uh, team that won a national championship. I think in '81. So yeah, they brought him back. So I'm going to read something here from ESPN to uh, kind of give you a look at Bob Knight. Bob Knight, whose Hall of Fame career was highlighted by three national titles at Indiana, one capping an undefeated seasons not since matched, and countless on-court outbursts, has died. He was 83. Knight's family made the announcement Wednesday night he was hospitalized with an illness in April and had been in poor health for several years. Quote, it is with a heavy heart that we share that Coach Bob Knight passed away at his home in Bloomington surrounded by his family. Quote, the statement said, quote, we are grateful for all of the thoughts and prayers and appreciate the continued respect for our privacy as coach requested a private family gathering, which is being honored, unquote. Knight became the youngest coach at a Division I school in 1965 when he broke in at Army at 24. But he made his mark at Indiana, including winning a school record 661 games and reaching the NCAA tournament 25, 24 times in 29 seasons. Mike's first NCAA title came in 1976 when Indiana went undefeated, a feat no team has accomplished since. One of the, quote, one of the things that he said to our 1976 team, which I was fortunate enough to be a part of, was that you may never see another team like this again. Unquote. Indiana University Board of Trustee Chair Quinn Buckner said in a statement, quote, Well, I don't know that we will ever see an old coach like him again. Unquote. Knight won 20 or more games in the season 29 times, compiling a career, a career record of 902 and 31. In 1984, he coached the Olympic team to a gold medal in Los Angeles, the last American amateur team to claim Olympic gold. And to no surprise, it came with controversy. Knight kept Steve Offer, the leader of Knight's last national championship team in 1987, on his squad while courting the likes of future Hall of Famers John, uh, John Stockton and Charles Barkley. 
Nicknamed the General, Knight was eventually forced out of Indiana in 2000 for violating a zero tendency behavior policy by grabbing the arm of a freshman student whom he said greeted him by his last name. It was the first final transgression in a long list which included his most infamous incident, throwing a chair at a Purdue game and accusations of numerous physical confrontations. The most notable involved Knight apparently choking a player, Neil Reed, in a practice in 1997. Knight then left to become the basketball coach at Texas Tech in 2001, six months after being fired by Indiana for what school officials called their pattern of unacceptable behavior. In Knight's six full years at Texas Tech, he led the Red Raiders to five 21 seasons, a first at the school. Knight passed former North Carolina coach Dean Smith as the then winningest Division I men's coach, January 1, 2007, getting career win number 880 to celebrate the milestone. Knight chose the stone my way by Frank Sinatra, a monster for how he navigated his personal and professional worlds. Um, we're gonna have, this is kind of this is kind of lengthy. Um, um, Robert Montgomery Knight was born October 25, 1940, in Massillon, Ohio, and was a prep basketball, baseball, and football star for Oroville High School. While a player at Ohio State, his teams combined an overall record of 78-6. The Buckeyes won the national title in 1960. Knight was 0-for-1 with personal fouls and a 75-55 winner over California in the title game, and he averaged 3.7 points as a sub that season. Captured the big team title during all three of night season. After his college career ended, he went, he went into coaching. He was an Army assistant when he, and when he was elevated to head coach, seeding Tate's lock. Knight coached from 1975 to 70, 1971 at Army, going 102-50. He then moved to Indiana, where his losers went 662 and 239 from 1991 to 2000. Dressed in his trademark red sweater, he won national championships there in 1976, 1981, and 1987. Knight spent five decades competing against usually and beating and usually beating some of the game's most revered names, Adolph Rupp. Smith, John Wooden in the early years, Krzyzewski, Big Bertino, and Roy Williams in the later years. He's a guy I idolized when I got here in 1983 because Bobby Knight was the man, Michigan State coach Tom Izzo said. Quote, he treated me great and he helped me. I wish people knew what a great heart he had. He was a different dude, but if you needed some help, he would answer the bell. The game has lost an icon. He was a complex man. He had a lengthy record of outbursts over the years. He was later charged and later convicted for hitting a policeman in Puerto Rico. He hadn't butted any of the players, Sharon Wilkerson, while screaming at him on the bench. He was accused of wrapping his hands around the player's neck, and he allegedly kicked his own son. Knight claimed he actually kicked the chair at his uh, uh, kicked the chair his son sat on. He gave a mock whipping to Calvert Chaney, a black Indiana player, during a 1992 practice for the NCAA West Regional, offending several black leaders. Knight denied any racial connotations, and none of the bull whip was given to him by the players. But Knight never broke NCAA rules, as he had a high graduation rate, and he gave his Texas salary back 
a few years after he arrived in Lubbock because he didn't believe he earned it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there are some of the other things. Um, Knight is survived by his wife, wife Karen, and sons, Tim and Pat. So, there's a, there's a lot of stuff here. Um, um, here that you can, you know, look on. It's, it's on ESPN. Just search, you know, Bob Knight. Um, legendary coach Bob Knight dies at 83. It's an ESPN article. You can read the entire article there for yourself if you want to know. So, yeah. Um, you know, he was, he was, he was infamous for so many things. He once told Connie Chung, um, that if, if rape is inevitable, you just lie there and take it. Yeah, again, not something that you know you want to say, but that was Bobby Knight. He was willing to say anything. His most infamous quote, however, is when they were celebrating him for something, and he talked about that when 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 he when he dies and the time has come to pass, they want people. They want he wants to be buried upside down so his critics can kiss his ass. Um, so. Uh, who knows if that's going to happen, if the family is going to do that, has done that or not. But um, you can tell no doubt, no matter what uh, controversies he's been a part of, no matter what things that he, no, no, no matter what uh, type of um, person off the court you may have 30 years, on the court, he was, a, he was an absolute legend and um, an icon. And we've lost him. He's dead at the age of 83. So rest in peace, Bobby Knight. Um, with that said, that's how we're going to end this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is your boy, AJ Tripp, signing off. As always, be good to each other, y'all. Be careful out there. And I am out. <laughs>